Gather around and join KPA for this week's safety meeting, the podcast that makes you smarter about current trends and best practices in workforce safety. On today's episode, we spoke with KPA's Director of Sales, Rob Stansbury, about what insurance brokers are talking about these days and how they're using technology like EHS software to stay sticky with their insurance. Thanks for joining us today, Rob. As someone who works with brokers every day, you have such good sense of what topics and trends are impacting them. So I want to know, what are brokers talking about? What are the hot topics right now? It's an interesting question. The The insurance industry in general, it's such a, at least stereotypically, it's such a stodgy kind of behind the times industry. <laughs> and I think paramount right now for these folks is the adoption of technology. Yeah. And in different industry segments, construction, manufacturing, you know, transportation, it's, it's going to be applied differently. Um, but I think right now, kind of the thing that most of the folks that I'm looking for or that I'm speaking you know, to on a day-to-day basis, they're looking for resources. They're looking for tools. And really, I think that's largely driven by the needs of their, their clients, their insureds. So the, the brokers is positioned as the problem solver and in many instances does not actually have the solution to the problem. Right. So it's kind of an, an ongoing quest right now in my conversations. How can I how can I level up with the bigger competition? How can I bring resources to the table that'll help me align with my, you know, my insured's needs and then be able to kind of keep a sticky factor or a barrier to exit with them, which is a pretty big part in almost every conversation around, you know, what these folks are looking for. Sure. So what obstacles are brokers facing these days and how are they overcoming that broadly? And then, you know, with the use of, of EHS? Again, industries, it's it's going to make a difference in terms of the, the function of their clients. And most of these folks spread their books across a number of different industries. But if you're focusing with construction, say, for example, and, and, you know, a fatality at a job site is going to be much more likely than it would be at a commercial office building. You know, those type of variables weigh in. I think right now in the world, you know, cyber is a big thing. It's very difficult for these folks to, to even get, you know, cyber coverage placed in certain instances. We're certainly dealing with the need for technology in the way of, you know, mobile applications and remote employees and the ability for folks to have visibility to locations where maybe they're not physically there, but need to understand around the safety procedures for that employer. Like how is, how can I, as the broker, how can I positively impact that employer's day-to-day world? How can I make it a safer world for them? And how can I make it a more cost-effective one and really drive down, you know, their avoidable risk? Sure. What would you say is the common denominator of brokers who are really getting the most out of their EHS software? What habits do they have and how are they using the software really to their advantage? God, there's so many cool technologies out there right now. And, and I think the most important part, I think, is is making it kind of narrowly positioned to solve a problem. I get blown away sometimes when you think about what what this technology can do, like getting ahead of getting ahead of risks and injuries. I had a conversation with one of our clients today and he was talking about the various technologies that he looked at and the artificial intelligence, even in like cameras and being able to, you know, from a from an AI perspective, sense improper lifting procedures or dangerous scenarios using ladders. Like this stuff is, is crazy. Like the robots are coming to get us. <laughs> 
But that's kind of the way that, you know, the world is, is heading. And if you tried to apply that solution to an unsophisticated insured, great that you have that as a resource. Terrific. But it's not actually solving a problem, you know, for your insured. So I think it's it's important to make sure you're placing placing the the appropriate solution. And if if somebody needs basic learning management content, somebody needs a system to be able to, you know, track certificates of insurance. Terrific. You know, that that's a good solution to be able to apply and solve that specific problem. If somebody's looking for the ability to you know, maybe do equipment maintenance and have, you know, QR codes associated with specific pieces of equipment in their business. They're looking for integrations with their carrier, integrations with their payroll provider. There's different solutions that you're going to bring to the table relative to the sophistication and the the needs of the, the insureds. So I think it's really important right now, if you're, if you're placing EHS software, you could have the greatest tool in the world, but if it's not properly applied to the need of the insured, you're, you're missing the mark. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like if you don't have the right solution, or rather, if the solution you're offering is fitting a different problem, <laughs> then it's not really a solution at all, right? Yeah, exactly. So what advice do you have for brokers who are struggling to stay sticky with their insureds, really make it so they they want to stay? Well, that's, that's such a key. I mean, it's different than a, than a direct approach really with, you know, with a company like KPA, a software company, like working directly with an employer, Mm -hmm. my broker relationships with their clients as a, even just from a a pure sales perspective, right? You bring that client on board. There's all that time and effort and energy to make that happen. All of the relationship development, all of the meetings, all of the competition versus the other folks that are out there in the space. It's so valuable to keep those folks. And in the insurance world, obviously, with residuals, you know, these brokers are paid on the renewal of their client as well. It's a, it's a pretty staggering statistic. The cost of acquiring a new client in insurance, it's actually one of the highest cost of client acquisition industries out there. It's about nine to 10 times more expensive for these folks to pick up a client than it is to keep one and retain one. Wow. So it comes down to making sure that your value is embedded, right? There's so many folks out there and this business is largely outside of like guaranteed relationship renewals. This business is largely up for grabs on an annual basis. So why do they need to stay with you? Like, What are you providing them from a value added services perspective? How are you actually tangibly impacting their business? And, you know, that's how these folks need to have that sticky factor. There's a barrier to exit involved if you as the broker are the means by which you're actually solving those problems for the insured. So if I'm getting my learning management content through my broker, it's that much harder for me to leave them. Mm -hmm. If I am able to do, you know, mobile inspections in remote job sites without, you know, Wi-Fi or cellular connectivity, value to the broker. People, they don't want to have to change. They will change sometimes for economic purposes, but if you can put that barrier to exit in there, where it's like, ah, you know, if I leave this broker, now I lose this functionality. Now I have to go find a new LMS. Now I have to go find an inspection tool, an OSHA 300 reporting tool. So that's really what it comes down to in that regard. If you're providing the value for your client, largely you should retain that client. There's obviously going to be the economic instance where, you know, they're buying on price and maybe you don't really have a fair shot at creating that value there. But if you become that trusted advisor to your to your client and you're actually asking them about solving business problems rather than just 
hey, what's your loss run? How many employees do you have? And, and I'll give you a quote for business. I mean, those are the folks that are going to continually win up front. And they're also the same folks that are going to continually retain on the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus the ROI of using tools like this and offering those kind of extended value services to your insured. I mean, even if it's not necessarily cost saving up front in terms of the actual price, the cost savings in terms of what you avoid down the line can be really quite large, right? Oh, yes. We, we've done a survey a couple years ago in, in Florida and in California, and I think it was a few thousand employers. But by putting in place the things that, that our programs do, and, and this is the same message that you know a broker should be delivering, by focusing on training your employees, getting documented employee comprehension of employer policies, by doing ongoing inspections, by having safety committee meetings. Like we actually documented a 20% decrease in the experience modifier. So the factor that determines the workers' compensation premiums, I mean, that's significant bottom line savings, right? So not only are you benefiting yourself at the agency level by growing and retaining, but you are, as I said before, having a direct and positive impact on the day-to-day world of your employer. I mean, talk about retention, right? Like if if I can save you 20% on your work comp cost, isn't that a pretty valuable connection for us to have? And can somebody else do that same thing? Right. Absolutely. Well, Rob, tell me, do you have any any parting words of wisdom? What do you want people to walk away from this conversation remembering? Well, I, I'll tell you, maybe just as a, a technology and a safety geek, like I am, I'm excited about what's coming down the way and the opportunity to maybe even get ahead of some of these things. That whole concept of proactive versus reactive, we certainly live in, in the proactive world. But the technology that's coming down the way is going to enable us to kind of even understand, you know, what might happen and prevent it from occurring like that for me, you know, that that type of stuff I find so fascinating. And to be able to deliver solutions that help in that way, it's just great. I agree. Yeah. Moving from proactive to predictive is a really exciting step. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rob. I really appreciate it. Cool. It was awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Safety Meeting, KPA's podcast that makes you smarter about current trends and best practices in workforce safety. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and leaving us a rating or review. It helps other listeners like you find us. Stay safe out there.